Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. It's Jake. And here we go. It is 5.04 here in the Bayou City. Let's run over to Venice, Louisiana now. Let's check in with Captain Mike Jeffcoat. RJ's hunting and fishing. Hey, Mike. Good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How about you, Mickey? Uh, it's all good, my friend. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we start late trying to get to the rim. I know we ain't gonna get ahead of the mad dash, but it's the big weekend, Popal. Oh, weekend. Yeah, well, I don't know how much of this heat we can take, but we're gonna find out. Oh, y'all are tough, man. Y'all are seasoned, salty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty salty. All right. <laughs> uh, the problem of it is that that way is no open till like five o'clock oh man so you got to grind all day yeah especially if you got you know live redfish that's the problem keeping them alive in this heat yeah so and i ain't real sure about i ain't real sure about them i mean we absolutely well you're so good at it mike you just wait till about an hour before weigh in and catch you a couple of good healthy ones and take them in there (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, my tide's a little off of that. Tide's a little off of that situation. I done that whisk fish yesterday. And, uh, yeah, that. What was man, that? A kids' deal y'all put on y'all uh, fished in, taking kids fishing or what? Yeah, what was that? Yeah, that's that's an organization called Wish Wish to Fish. Okay, it's for disabled kids. And, mm-hmm. They get to bring a parent with them, and we go. Well, that's cool. Yeah, well, that tide was ripping so hard yesterday morning. We didn't get started till about 9 o'clock, right. 8.45 or something. And that tide was ripping so hard going out. Was, like a river current. It just, yeah, man, I mean, our tides are so funky this year. 
I could not catch a break. You know, we was on. I know. We've week. all been Our saying quarter. that. Everybody, Charlie and, you know, Blaine and all, you know, the tides have just been different. Yeah. I mean, I was on that yeah. incoming all last week, first part of this week. And, boy, it flip-flopped. Now I'm on the outgoing. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to figure it out. Me and Brent talked about it a little bit. It kept me last night. Just That's why we're trying to get here get in the water and get gone. You know, when it starts cracking down, I'm going to get out of there because, I mean, it's going to be great on flounder bite and redfish bite, but I don't know what I'm going to do about them trout. So, and there's some big trout being caught right now. And, Is there? Yeah. I mean, I've seen a couple six-pounders. So, yeah. Um, but I, that probably going to change with this outgoing diet now. That's how that works. Well, all of them are outside. You know, they're in. The, I mean, there's trout pretty much in all the mountain passes, but they stop trout. I'm looking for you. Get a three pounder, maybe, but three pounder ain't gonna. I don't think to help you in this situation. I think you're gonna have to have one of four, five, six pounders in your pocket. Sure. Eight pound redfish and at least three, three and a half pound flounder, which. I'm very confident I'm going to catch one of them, but uh, I'd like to catch one of them fives. You know, caught one the other day, and he wasn't a flounder fisherman, and I told him, I said, man, it's either thump, thump, or you just going to feel him loaded up. Yeah. He said, I think I got something. He said, I think I got something. I said, well, set the hook. <laughs> set the hook. Get him up the boat, and I go, wow. I wait, he was waiting. Five two, and his blood just pouring out of him because he choked him. And I was, I wanted to turn him loose so bad, but I knew he wasn't going to live. And he probably wouldn't have been there. I mean, all these fish are moving. I mean, I heard of one of the captains outside Bull Red fishing, some storms run him off of it. I told the guys, well, we'll just go inside, try to keep the fish. Pulled up first body check, northeast bass, and put 20 in the boat. He said, about 20 minutes. And, Dang. Uh, he went back the next day. Nothing. Went back the next day, not a bite. No, they're just, they're moving, on the move. Right. So, like me and Brent talked last night on them redfish. We just got to put the troll motor down and go down the bank. Kill with mine, you know. Find Search them. and destroy. Yep, absolutely. So, other than that, that's it. Uh, I know. We was at the captain's meeting last night, and the offshore boys had a pretty decent day yesterday. Eddie Berger come in with two swordfish, a white marlin, a cobia, limited red snapper, and five ton. He had a day. Boy, I'm telling you. I asked him, I seen him when he went by, I seen when that cart went by with his dick in, I seen that billfish tail in that cart, and I'm going, think you can kill them fish. I know you used to couldn't. You know, charter captain, he said, no, right. they changed the rules. We can kill them well. White marlin don't have to have, there ain't no size on him. Right. Um, blue marlin's got to be over 400 before you can kill him. But I'm sure there's a length on that blue. Yeah, there is. I don't think go. What is but it I like? Didn't think a charter 102 or something them. like that? Yeah. yeah. But you know, 
matter of fact, probably the last year we fished offshore to Mopog, <clears throat> we caught a big white. I mean, a big one. And the captain that was next to me, I was on a drill ship out there, and he said, hey, you got a tag? I said, no, I ain't got no tag. He said, well, you're supposed to tag that fish. And I said, we're going to tag him, all right. Take a picture of it and turn it loose. He said, man, you're supposed to put that fish in the boat. <laughs> I, I told Darlene after we come in, I said, do not post that up. So I had reading rules back in them days. You wasn't supposed to put one in the boat. All you're supposed to do is revive him, tag him, turn him loose. You know, the tags were free, but I never I never got into that. But I never was targeting fish. If I caught one of them, it was an accident. So... I was wrong but on the blue marlin. I was thinking 102 inches. It's 99 inches minimum size length. And you can kill him. And you can kill him. Well, that's funny. That's the federal minimum. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Eddie about it. He said, no, customer said, man, one of the best people eat fish out there. And I went, man, well, good luck on that one, Greg caught that one in Mexico and brought that bee home, and I didn't care nothing for it. And I sure don't care nothing about a blue marlin. Yeah. But, uh, no, they had a big day out there. Man, and they were catching some giant red snappers. I bet you it takes, it's going to take 120, I bet it takes 120 pounds or better to win than five red, uh, red snapper do. Right. That's how that catches a toad. I was sitting there yesterday morning waiting on it to leave on that whiskey fish. And there's a Texas, I don't know if it was a Haney or a Mayak, pulled up to the dock, two guys in it. They get a, uh, a tub. They pulled out four or five redfish, and then they pulled out 24 red snapper. Oh, you better hope Wildlife Fishing don't walk up here right now. He's all the rest of the gangs around there in one of the cabins. I said, yeah, they're around there in that cabin, but they ain't around here Yeah, with but they got to be with those that's fish, man. That's, uh, that's a good way to get that's, a ticket right there, buddy. That's, that's the thing. You know, we got, I have customers that stay in place down here or over at the other marina. And, you know, it's aggravating. If I'm unloading at Venice, I have to go to Cypress Hill and pick customers up, and I come in. They have to come finish with me, exactly. And unload their fish, and I yes. have to go back to Cyprus. So I mean, I hey, double duty on me. But yeah, they they have to be uh, a lot of these young, they in person. Final destination. Yes, sir. They say, oh, it ain't no big deal. I say, oh, big deal for me. Yeah, it's on me. It's on you. And I was really surprised the wildlife fisheries wasn't there. They generally are for that wish to fish deal. Mm-hmm. But, man, they, they they got some sting operation going on down here. They done got three captains in the past couple of weeks with no license. I can't believe there's that many people running hot. Yeah. And then being stupid enough to post it up on Facebook or social media. Yeah. Well, that's how they get them. Don't th- don't think these wildlife and fishery departments don't look at social media. <laughs> yeah, you bet they got a designated person sitting there doing that every day. I promise you, that's their sole job. 
Anyhow, it's oh well. Good. Well, I'll let you get to it, Mike. If uh, somebody wants to come yeah. over and fish with you, how do they get a hold of you? Give them some info, buddy. Eight eight three two three three eight nine three seven six. Check us on the web at RJ Hockey Fishing. I got all varieties going on right now, so come get you some. Come get them. Get them while they're hot. All right, buddy. Yeah. Well, Mike, good luck. I'll talk to you Saturday morning and get a better idea of what what's going on. All right, buddy. Later, man. Thank you, Mike. Later. All right. Thank you. That's that's Captain Mike Jeffcoat over in Venice, Louisiana. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament. It's currently going on. It's running all summer long from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today. Take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. 120 tagged redfish are swimming around in Texas inshore waters with other species to fish for like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. And you can offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Just go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament is brought to you by great sponsors like Whataburger, Showwater Boats, Mustang Cat, Dargle Boats, Haney Boats, Chris's Marine, and McLean Trailers, to name a few. So go to startournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and get signed up today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 519 here in the Bayou City. And... uh Looking at, uh, you know, Mike was talking about a white marlin coming in over there yesterday. There's no limit on them, max limit or anything. There's a minimum length on a, on a whitey is, uh, 86 inches. That's seven foot two inches. And, uh, you know, some people, most people don't keep them, but, uh, if you did, then you got a minimum length of 86 inches and then, on a blue marlin, it's uh, 99 inches, and they measure them from the from the bottom lip, the tip of the bottom lip, all the way down the side of the fish to right at the base of the tail, not not the extension of the tail, but right at the base where it forks. That's how you get your uh, your proper length, correct length. So anyway, that's kind of kind of that. So. Let's uh, let's run to Baytown. Let's check in with Captain Blaine Frymood and see how see what he's running on. Frymood, what's up, man? You running out of energy? <laughs> well, did we lose him? Drop him or what? We got him. All right. Good morning, I'm Blaine. Here. Hey, man. Hey, I'm here. Hey, what's, what's up, on? buddy? What's happening? Sitting on the dock of the bay. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, I'm not wasting time, and the tide's not rolling away, though. No, tide's but it will. <laughs> it will. <laughs> so it's crazy. This morning, the tide's up. It may change my fishing a little bit. Well, we're on that two-tide schedule now, and um, let's see. You've got a – Yeah. You're, 
Well, we it was high at the Galveston Channel at 321, so it's going to be high all morning. Then we got a low tonight at 632, so it'll start going out this afternoon. Well, it's a change anyway. It's a change. It is. It's a change. We're, uh, we've been on real low tides in the mornings, and then had some some days it comes in, but when it's a stronger southwest or west wind, the tide doesn't come in very good up here. You know, it's, it's such a far push from the Gulf of Mexico up here to the right. ship channel above the Fred Hartman Bridge where I've been fishing when it's windy. It just doesn't get much push. But anyway, it looks like a pretty good day today, and it's calmed down. It was blowing when I got up at 2.30, but now it's uh, calm way down. It's probably five miles an hour right here. It looks like southwest here at Thompson's. Right. Uh, we've been having a, just like everybody else on up and down the coast with all these southwest winds, it's been tough fishing for me. Catching some, but just it just it just won't get good. You just I just can't pull off a really good day. But uh, starting last Friday, it got calm, so I got to fish the open bay, and I started up in the north end of the bay by the spillway, and then started working wells and all the reefs and everything because we hadn't been out there in weeks and weeks. So I wanted to see what was going on. Well, Mickey, everywhere I went was bull red, shallow yeah. water, deep water, wells, the reefs. I, I did our whole pattern, the summer pattern, and I'm telling you, man, I've never seen so many bull reds in my whole life, and I've been doing it a long time just like you have. We've been out here over 50 years at it hard, and uh, it's it's crazy, crazy. We pulled up north of the spillway on that flat up there, and there was explosions going on. That was <laughs> was that last Friday. It was last. It looked like bombs going off. It was giant bull reds in a foot and a half of water, and uh, I just think that the reds got all the trout scared out. Just no so bull sharks? Yep. No, it was bull reds. I mean, well, there's still sharks there, too, but I'm talking bull reds way up there. It's just crazy. So that was that was the first calm day, and so we hit the spillway up there first, caught a few trout, but it was just too much activity of giant fish going on. I don't think the trout could stay in there with them. So then I went out to the wreck, bull reds every cast of the wreck, like 20 to 40 pounders. Then I went to the so all our favorite wells, I hit four different wells, bull reds at every well, plus gaff top. Mm-hmm. And I made it through the whole system, went all the way to Fisher's Reef and Marker 1 and did all that, bull reds everywhere I stopped. Isn't and that I'm, crazy, man? And after a while, you, even these customers think it's fun to begin with, and then a little while, no, nah, we don't want to reel any more of those in. No, well, we don't, I didn't want to catch them, but we are catching them everywhere we went. So anyway, that's still going on. So. You know, Venice, Louisiana. We we're just we're that good in Trinity Bay. I don't think I've ever seen so many bulls, and that's Isn't not that even crazy? us going. Yeah, you know, years ago we had those giant schools of reds that were slots up there, and now it's giant schools of thirty to fifty pound reds. Yeah. So you you do not want any part of that when you get a school that's got three to five hundred reds in it. You know how you know how that is. So anyway, fun for one minute, and then after that it just becomes work. Like I was telling you yesterday, I was rigging all my, re-rigging all my lines in. I have 10 rods that I use every day. I put on board or 8 to 10 rods, and every one of them had to re-spool a line. And, I mean, just the drag washers are getting wore out. And this is all just in a week. So how many can you reel in? They're tackle testers. That, uh, man, you better have some good this, stuff to handle bull reds every day. And man, then think about nasty. this. Okay, you know our little favorite spot here close to Thompson's? Mm-hmm. We're catching slot reds. On, you know, it's a foot and a half of water. Well, it's a foot deep. You go in there, and there's 300 bull reds in there, and you're catching <laughs> them in a foot foot deep of water. <laughs> so, and 
all those bull reds have to eat something every day. So how many pounds does a, a 40-pound red, how much does he eat a day? They eat a lot of crabs, a lot of mullet, a lot of shrimp, a lot of baby trout. Baby I mean, trout. that's what I'm worried about. It's crazy. I, I mean, mean you know, and this is really, I mean, this is really nothing new. We've been seeing this for about the last five years. I mean, year round. I mean, in the dead of winter. I mean, they're out there. I mean, you'll you'll reel a little old twelve to. 15-inch trout in, and there's a bull red trying to eat it at the boat. I mean, a follow-in every single time. I'm going, what in the world? How many bull reds are swimming around? They must be feeding on these this school of little trout. Well, it's crazy. I'd like, to talk to, I'd like to talk to one of the biologists from Texas Parks and Wildlife that run their uh, their nets. You know, you know, they, what do they run, twice a year up here in Trinity Bay? I'd like to see just what their, their catch is on on those bull reds. I guess those bulls get in those gill nets. I guess they do. They get caught up in those things. Well, uh, no, they'd have to. I mean, it depends on what size uh, mesh they're using in their nets. You know, with our trout so little, you know, for them to get their good surveys, they got to use smaller mesh. But, you know, I remember back in the day when netting was legal, remember all the the netters, man, they used to, they had to quit, they had to pull their nets out of the water in March because uh, the, the bull sharks would just destroy their nets. Oh, yeah, 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 well. But they used pretty big square mesh because the trout were so big back then they could catch trout in reds, you know, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, they may use smaller mesh. I don't know if a bull red will get caught up in that smaller mesh or not, but one of these schools of bull reds gets into a net, it's just going to swim that net all the way down to the jetties because there's 340-pound bull reds take off. That's like how many horsepower is that? Oh. No joke, dude. <laughs> anyway, I, I was talking to you. I got some kind of notice. Something's coming up the ship channel today, that, some kind of a tow, and they said for the boaters to stay 2,000 yards away. I don't know where it's going to, but uh, I saw a bunch of sheriffs out yesterday. They were they had a bunch, a big fleet of aluminum boats. There was two sheriffs in each boat, and I saw the big sheriff boats, you know, the big boys that have yeah. three motors on them. They were all out yesterday, so there may be something going on today, this big toe coming up the channel or something. I don't know. Man, what I don't they may been doing exercises yesterday. I tried looking that up this morning, and it didn't show anything about it. And, you know, they never closed the ship channel anyway, you know, yeah. unless, yeah. you know, it's a hurricane or some kind of weather catastrophe or right. something. But Well, they make us beware, like you were talking about. Sometimes they have a, a special thing coming up the ship channel, something that's hazardous, something, and they'll have a, the Coast Guard will we'll shun us off of Yeah, they'll be escorting a ship. I've had that happen, and I've seen their blue lights on when I'm yep. approaching that ship, especially upstream, and I'll shut it down. Then one of those Coast Guard boats will come over and say, hey, we're uh, steer clear of this ship, put your throttle wide open, and head straight above there, and yeah. uh, don't yeah. get anywhere near the ship. And, you know, real nice yeah. about it. They tell you to steer oh, clear. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyway, I would say for the last month, fishing's been terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) But, Mickey, I get the people that that fish with me, a lot of them fish once a year, and that's all they get to go, and they plan their trips. You know, it's vacations, and uh, we still have a lot of fun with these people, you know, because we're always going to catch something. Yeah. You know, we get a popping cork or a live shrimp or a croaker or whatever, you're going to catch something out there. So we right. are catching stuff, gaff top and bull reds and 
never a dull moment, but I'm just not putting the, the keeper trout coming. No, a lot of people aren't. I mean, that's just, even with experienced fishermen in your boat, it's, it's tough on everybody. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, but you know, there's some guys they're, they're wading with croakers and doing better than others, but I mean, they're going to the same place every day, you know, fishing the same fish. I mean, it's, uh, generally speaking, covering the whole bay it's it's tough yep just think well, if if trout fishing was big time there'd be hundreds of boats everywhere just think oh, yeah. about that there ain't nobody yeah. fishing oh, yeah. i had some of my buddies that live in bolivar and fishing bolivar they called me and said hey what's going on i said well the southwest wind is going on for one thing that's why y'all are not catching them down there i mean that's that's yeah, but we thing. always caught them in East Bay on the southwest. When you had Fat Rat and all those shoreline areas over there that held fish yep. and always caught yep. them. Uh, yeah. And then, well, look at all the reefs in the middle we used to work in the summer. Even though the water was dirty, we still caught them. And that's right, because there were just, millions and millions of trout back then. Sure. Uh, way different now. But still, we're, we're catching lots of drum, Mickey, and sheepheads and stuff like that. So keeping everybody busy, but for, for us that know better, uh, it's, it's hard to say fishing's terrible. I'm, a, I'm my worst enemy when people call me up, well, how you doing? Well, I'm not doing very good. So what do you think they're going to do? They're going to spend the money with me or they're going to wait? So a lot of people Well, are it just depends on how bad they want to go, and you've got to be truthful with them. You can't pump them up and say, oh, oh we're smoking oh, yeah. them and killing them, man. <laughs> you know, with all the Facebook glamour shots, and then when they show up and go with you and don't catch nothing, they're going, hey, what the hell is this? You know, you've no, got to be well, truthful about it. That's the way we've always treated our customers. But, you know, yes. thank God I've got so many great customers. that They're going to go fishing because they want to go fishing. And right. know, there's a lot more, to it, lot more to it than bringing home a limit of trout and a limit of reds every day. So that's what we're doing. We're fishing. And we're having a good time. And we're catching some fish. Like I said, it doesn't take very many bull reds for them to have a pretty good day. Get two 40-pounders two each, that's like going offshore catching two 40-pound lean. Mm-hmm. Or kingfish or whatever, something big. So it's, everybody's having fun. But when it gets calm and the wind goes to the southeast, everybody's catches are going to go up, and everybody can spread out, and everybody will get to some of these fish that are out there somewhere out in the open bay and get get some good green water. Southeast wind, it'll stay green even with a 15-mile-an-hour wind or more, but southwest wind, it doesn't take much to muddy this stuff up. And that's right. what we've had. I hope it goes away, but it's... It's calm this morning, but it's southwest. It, it, just as we've been talking here in the last five minutes, the, the winds even come down more. It's, it's like almost dead calm now. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was laying down when I left my house. It was about south at eight, I think, when I left. And so, yeah. oh, I saw a triple uh, tail yesterday, but I I passed it up and then whipped back around, and I didn't get him. He just he disappeared on me. Right. Uh, that was out here pretty close to Dow's, out here at Dow's Reef. Throw a hop so matic on him, he'll eat it, I promise you. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it'll get calm, you know, you'll, those catches of triple tails will go up. <clears throat> you know how good it was last year in East Bay. Those people had lots of triple tails over there, and I'm sure it is right now if it'll calm down and get that water green where you can see them. Yeah, Eagle Point, it's west at 3, and uh, Morgan's Point's finally showing some data on their monitor that thing's so up and down i don't know what's wrong with it but it's southwest at three at morgan's point so yeah. south at two at the galveston channel and south at seven offshore so it's coming yeah. on down 
Well, I'm, I don't get to go fishing early uh, very much, you know, r- real early. But yesterday morning I left at about 5 o'clock and got on a flat using croakers, and we caught five trout immediately. I mean, bam, bam, bam. I said, look at here. As soon as that sun started coming up, <laughs> they quit biting. Then the gaff top took over. Oh, uh, boy. Don't know. That may be when they're biting at night. I guess that is. Maybe that's what's going on. Well, it's cooler at night. be easier yeah. to fish in yeah. it. Okay. Start running night trips. You can run day yeah. and night, Blaine. You can really do it. <laughs> 24 hours. If you fish for 24 hours, you'll find out whether the fish are biting or not. That That's day. it. Well, you just, okay. hey, might have to test yourself. Hey, Mickey, you remember when we were young, we'd go out at daylight, and, and we'd be wade fishing most of the time, and we wouldn't get them. So we'd just stay until dark. Sooner or yeah. later, they were going to bite. So and we pulled thousands <laughs> of, of 12-hour days, thousands and thousands. I know uh, but we got not em. for me not no more <laughs> not anymore, not anymore. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> anyway i'm here and having a good time and putting people on fish and i could use some trips i think everybody's the same way just telling these people that it's not good fishing they're just not going to go until that it does get good right. fishing. And i don't know when that's going to be that's why i'm not running I, I i don't have anything positive for all my regulars that have been fishing with me all these years they they know and uh, oh, yeah. I told him, hey, if things heat up, I'll give you a call. We'll go pour the coals to them. Well, one day I'm back there, and it just two or three weeks ago, it got calm, and I went up to the spillway, and we caught our limited trout so fast. I said, this is unreal, guys. They've moved in. So we were up between Reds by on the spillway working those flats. So I went back the very next day. Everything's the same. We never got a bite. So that's just the way my fishing has been this, this spring. Yeah, and so, it is. Get them one day, the next day go back. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Because a lot of times when those fish settled into a spot where they've got plenty of food, they usually don't move very much. Yeah, the old chicken and feathers pattern, you know. One day chickens, <laughs> next day feathers. Oh, yeah. well. <clears throat> well, hey, man, if somebody wants to call you about going, they want to they wanna go with a Really good bull red guide right now. <laughs> Give hey, I'm good at every man. kind of fish, Mickey. I can catch them all. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's else, Mickey. We got some uh, dove hunting coming up, too. We're going to have a jam-up season, so if anybody's looking for a good dove hunt, we're, we got plenty of days open down in South Texas. I'm hearing that from everybody. Everybody's loaded with doves this year. Yep. South Texas. And all the birds nested in South Texas this year. It's kind of awesome. Kind of, kind of unbelievable. But anyway, give me a call at 713-703. Six six five six. Love to have you out here fishing. Come on. All right, Blaine. See you, buddy. You have a good day. Be safe out there. Later, man. All right. All right. That's Captain Blaine Firemood in Baytown running out of Thompson's fishing camp. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop, located right down at the base of the Texas City Dyke at two two seven Dyke Road. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's going to be as good as it can possibly be. And no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check their systems out firsthand there at the store. They have their bottles on display and their diffusers, regulators. They even refill your bottles there at the store. If you need more info on the oxygen response, call Jason Cogman at 281 701 8107. And when you're by the store, check out all their wild caught Gulf seafood. No farm braised at Boyd's. 
and check out their Cajun Grill next door. They put out some pretty mean, you know, vegetables. I mean, you know, groceries there. They've got a really good uh, cook and selection there. Check them out at boydsonestop.com, or you can call them at 409-945-4001. And when you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 541 here in the Bayou City. All right, what shall we talk about now? Well, you know, Blaine hit the nail on the head. I mean, nobody works as hard and fishes as hard and as good a fisherman as he is. I mean, he's uh, been around a long time, as long as I have. Uh, Let's see here. All right, quick update on the weather. The buoy offshore Galveston, 22 nautical miles out there. It's showing a south wind. It's 7 to 9 miles an hour. And then uh, Galveston Channel, it's south at 2 to 3. And over to Eagle Point, it's west at 3. And Morgan's Point, it's southwest 3 to 5. So winds are down. Bay waters are calm now. So it is a little breezy during the night. Not bad, though. Maybe 10 or 12. That's Water should be in real good shape this morning. And... uh you know, talking with Blaine, it just reminds me of, you know, this time of year, we've just got so many, we fished up there for so long, and we, we know where the fish live. I mean, it's not rocket science, and, uh, you know, we got a, we got all those big reefs down that west side and a lot of good spots to fish, all the wells down the middle, all the good structure over along the east shoreline, and uh, it's... Uh, We've been doing it a long time, running uh, open bay waters, looking for schooling fish. And this time of year, this is usually when Trinity would really shine with with the big schools of redfish, you know, big strawberry patches of them working all back by the river mouth, across the back of the bay in the pocket, Jack's Pocket area out deep, through the wells, and all down these mid-bay reefs. And it's just the, uh, it's not happening like that. You know, as far as slot reds, bull reds, yeah, it's uh, how many you want to catch. How big a boy are you? <laughs> it turns into work. All right, let's go up to to the big Sam, Sam Rayburn Reservoir. Let's check in with our good friend Randy Deerman this morning, see what he's up to. Hey, Randy, how you doing, man? Hey, Captain Mick, I missed you last week here somehow. I don't know. Ah, that's all right. We'll make up for it this week, man. <laughs> How you been, brother? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just hot, hot, hot. Oh, I bet, man. Them old piney woods up there, it, it gets sweltering. Oh, yeah, I'll just come on up and help me. We're, gonna, we're not fishing, but we're going to cut trees and six, six of willows. Maybe oh, boy. Redo four or five of them. It's lots of fun, you know. Oh, yeah, I can hear it in your voice, Randy. <laughs> Can't wait to get out there and get to cutting. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I, got, I, got, uh, I got 28 center blocks loaded up there on the pontoon, the old brush boat. Got the chainsaw sharpened, and uh, we're going to go cut some trees and make, make some home for these crappie and some yeah. bass, too. 
you know, the average person doesn't realize what work y'all put into that. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they think you just, I don't know what, I think they think the brush piles just pop up out there. Yeah, well, with these new electronics, it seems that way. They can find everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's changed fishing altogether. It has, hasn't it? I'm just, I'm curious how how the new forward forward images stuff is uh, affecting the saltwater. Is it uh, are people using that or or not? Nick? Yeah, I know some redfish guys that are uh, using them. At uh, it's working out real good for them. Like you know, like they're fishing open water. And uh, you get on a big school of fish out there popping slicks or whatever, and they go down on you. They quit slicking, and they move a little bit, and you control around with that scan and, you know, point in different directions, and you'll actually see them, and then you can get back on them. And uh, yeah. I know some guys that uh, do pretty good with redfish like that. Yeah. I know they can, you know, target individual, you know, larger fish. By doing it, but who wants a larger red? <laughs> it, uh, you can find them good on them screens right now in Trinity Bay with the bulls <laughs> like they are. They're all like 30 and 40 pounders, man. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, uh, my brother and son, you know, told me, said that there's so many of them big red fish now. It's, it's ridiculous. It really is. It's crazy. You know, it's just uh, when I stopped all the net, you know, it, uh, it it changed it changed the redfish you know, completely. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's as many trout as what there was when uh, we were growing up down there. I mean, I remember we used to go catch you know, hundred fifty two hundred trout, no problem at all. That were all you know three to five pounds. You don't hear that anymore. No, man. those I, days are gone, brother. They're gone. That's uh that's a thing of the past. That's what we're having all these you know, petitions for and we've had all these limit reductions and all that, but you know, I think it was what was it, September of twenty nineteen is when they dropped our limits to five. Five trout per person. And it hadn't gotten any better. It, I, I think it's actually gotten worse. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, well, anyway, it, it's just something we're going through right now. And we, we've had a lot of adverse weather conditions for the last 10 or 12 years that, it, that have caused a lot of this. Sure. And added fishing pressure, more guides than, than ever. I mean, I think. I mean, when I go out on the bay now, I, I don't hardly see any regular, you know, recreational fishermen. Any boats that I see are always guided, you know, guide boats. And, but, uh, yeah, Rusty, uh, you know, he's, he, he, he knows what he's doing. He, he lives over at Double Bio over at Oak Island and, and he, he knows. He, he came by my house to get some lilies one day and we talked about it for about 30 minutes and it's, it's changed a lot, man really has yeah you know i remember growing up down there uh you'd go out there i mean 
you had to look a little bit, but you'd find you, you know, some fish either on a reef for the birds or whatever it might be. And right. You, you see a boat coming, then turn, then run way out around, you know, not, you know, nobody bothered anybody. That. No. You got a rod that's bent, they're fixing to be attacked. <laughs> Yeah, we call those structure fishermen. They ride around and look for bending rods. <laughs> bending rod well, I mean, structure. You know, that they just didn't do it. We didn't do it to each other. No, know? there was a lot better etiquette back there, you know, the days you're talking about. I mean, if somebody didn't pull their hat off and wave it at you, you just kept going. Don't don't even think about pulling in. No, just You'd go, be shunned. go way out around them. That's it. Yeah. Don't throw a wake on them. Just make a big circle. Out, go buy them and uh, go find your own fish. <laughs> well, it ain't, it ain't like that up here on the lake anymore, I tell you. No, I, I kind of saw some of that with you up there fishing this year. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess that everybody's happy that I build, build nice brush piles because... Right, you know. I, you know, I, sometimes I might have to go to, you know, go past three of them because the boat's sitting on one of them. Exactly. That's kind of like building a duck blind in the back of the bay in public water. I mean, you built yeah. it and put all the time into it, but, hey, you get there one morning to put your decoys out and somebody's already set up in it. It's just it's the way it works, man. It's not right, but it it's... yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's a For different them. breed of people. D- yeah, different yeah, it's different. Breed of people. Well, well, uh, I know Dan B is drained. <laughs> I already had a yeah. listener text me about that, you know, because they're working on that dam. You know, well, we were talking I, about I that on the show a month ago. How they were going to let you know drain all the water out of the lake to repair that dam. And uh, I went uh, went over it on one daddy yesterday. It uh, they're putting water back in it. it it's uh, you know, it's, of course, damn beast is shallow. You know, I mean, right. Uh, so much of that water is just you know, foot to three foot deep. Uh, it there was there was quite a bit of water back in it. I'm, I'm sure they, I know they drain it. You know, and. Uh, uh, you know, a foot a day, so it don't take long to wear everything to dry. But uh, it was, it was had a lot more water back in it yesterday. Yes, and they're refilling refilling it from Rayburn, right? Well, it comes out of the ditches, and uh, uh, yeah, they let you know water that that runs out of out of uh, Rayburn here does go in there. Mm-hmm. Our, we're about a little over two foot low right now. Which isn't bad for this time of year. There's a lot of Texas lakes that are just, man, they're in bad shape. Yeah. But they don't have a watershed like Rayburn's got either. Right, right. It, uh, well, crappie fishing's been, been kind of slow, Nick. I mean, we still catch a decent mess, but, uh, yeah. Nice size fish, it's, right? Uh, it, it ain't easy to catch a limit every day. I mean, we we catch a decent amount, you know. Mm-hmm. We hadn't been fishing till about you know eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. That's it. You 
Gotcha. It's just too hot, too hot to stay out there and fight it any longer. That's understandable. I don't blame you a bit. All right, Randy, I'm already out of time, buddy. I got to run. So, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming up and crappie fishing or bass fishing with you, how they get a hold of you, bud? Hey, 936-328-0864. Have a good day. Hey, you too, Randy. Always good talking to you, bud. You have a good day. Don't get too hot out there, man. Later. All right. That's Randy Dearman up on the Big Sam. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning bright and early right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.